Hi, welcome to She Will Not Be Silenced with Keisha Shields, the podcast for women leaders on a mission to change the world and build empires that have legacy, success, influence, and intergenerational wealth. We'll talk about how stigmas, stereotypes, grief, and other people's opinions can keep women's voices silenced and the impact these have on successful women and their emotions, their relationships, and their money. If you have felt silenced and need guidance, awakening, and amplifying your voice, visit KeishaShields.com to check out my best-selling Find Your Voice course. Please take a quick second to hit the subscribe button, and let's get into this week's episode. Hi, on this episode of She Will Not Be Silenced, Conversations with Friends, I have Yeti Newenhouse. Yeti talks about what it was like to move from her home in the Netherlands to a small farm in Canada. Yeti is someone whose journey has consisted of bulimia and PTSD and Lyme disease. And during this episode, Yeti is very transparent about her journey, and she also talks about times in her life where she has felt shame or where she has never felt good enough or sometimes felt like she was too much. Yeti is a bulimia survivor and Lyme disease survivor, and she strives to empower other women and make them feel good. She cares about their mental health and living their best, fun, and exciting lives. Yeti is an influencer, speaker, and model. She is also a certified wellness coach, nutrition coach, personal trainer, makeup artist, and image stylist. I hope that you enjoyed this episode with Yeti Newenhouse. To watch the video episode with today's co-host, visit KeishaShields.com slash podcast. Hi, everyone. Yay. So welcome back to another episode of my She Will Not Be Silenced Conversations with Friends. So I have a new friend on the show today, Miss Yeti Newenhouse, and I'm excited for you all to get to meet her if you don't already know her. Um, you know how you just meet some people and you're like, yeah, I get it, right? You can understand sometimes the similarities in your paths, even though it may be completely different scenarios, but some of the same underlying themes, and that was the case here. So Yeti, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so we are going to just get right into the episode. So I always like to start by having my new friends introduce themselves. So tell us, who is Yeti? Yeti is a woman that lives in Canada and was born in the Netherlands. I moved to Canada when I was 30 with my husband and then one-year-old son. And Yeti lives on a real farm, a dairy farm to be precise. And uh, in the Netherlands, we had a farm too and sold everything. And loaded up two containers, and there we were in Canada. I have been a mom of two teenage boys now, and um, I have been silenced or have perceived to be silenced a couple times in my life. And that's why I so resonated with you when I talked with you for the first time, mm-hmm. even though we grew up in total different parts of the world mm-hmm. and have different lives and even live in different countries right now. Yeah. I felt you, I feel your podcast. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to say that, you know, English is my second language, so I might not come up with the right word or uh-huh. say it. Mm-hmm differently, but I hope you understand and everyone understands what I'm saying. Yeah, certainly. And, you know, we have, you know, listeners who listen from all over the world. So I know that some of them will be able to relate to sometimes feeling like they may not have the right word to introduce into the conversation, you know? And I know that even that sometimes has women silence themselves. 
sometimes the cultural and language differences. They don't want to be perceived communicating something that they're not trying to or vice versa, you know, so you're in good hands here. And if I don't understand, I'll just ask, you know, I'll clarify so that I can make sure that we're all, you know, able to flow with your journey. Yeah. So what do you do for work, Yeti? I have my own brand and it's True Yeti without an E, but it just really means True Yeti. I'm here to tell the truth. Yes. The reality, which is perfect and imperfect, you know, it's everything. Well, I'm a certified wellness coach, nutrition coach, personal trainer. In my previous life in the Netherlands, I was a certified makeup artist and I'm also certified image stylist. So um, I started True Yeti as a wellness coach, coaching women. And um, I actually let that go this February or March. And uh, really just my journey just really evolved into what I really always wanted to do. But I felt small and silenced and didn't have the courage to actually pursue those dreams. And that is really uh, what I'm doing now is being an influencer uh, and modeling and speaking. So I'm really in 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 between phase kind of and rebranding. I get a new website. Yeah. Uh, I get a new logo and I'm I'm also working on refining my speech and mm-hmm. uh, really get that going. So yeah. That's exciting actually. I love mm-hmm. that you're are in it's not even really a transition. It's kind of just like a stepping into what has already felt so true and real for yourself. Um, You know, so can you, do you mind sharing a little bit about that place where you are now and a little bit about why that felt so important for you at this point, at this phase to really own true Yeti? Yeah, you know, I've always been an intuitive person, and I think that's why my life turned out pretty good, and as it was not always in childhood that way, uh, but that intuition I started to really trust, and uh, I got messages like in the beginning of this year, like on Instagram, brands started to approach me to wanting to work with me and that made me really excited and I've always been very excited about Instagram for some reason so then then I really started think hey yeah I I you know my dream as as a girl I was drawing fashion like dresses and outfits and I've always loved that the fashion and and makeup but I always felt that it was a little bit shallow. I have been shamed uh, mm-hmm. for caring about fashion and beauty. So that's why I didn't step into it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was just part of the journey uh, and I really enjoyed it, but it kept on evolving and I only have one life and I've done the mothering part mm-hmm. and I've done the farm wife part, you know, and I'm still a farm wife, although I'm not working on the farm, Mm -hmm. as you may can imagine. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I really felt, you know, I have the freedom. I just want to live my life, my Mm -hmm. dream life. Mm -hmm. And my life is already great. But, you know, the modeling thing is also a thing I always wanted to do, but it, it used to be tall young girls very skinny and you know the stories we tell ourselves are not always kind and I never felt good enough and luckily the whole world is changing now you know the Instagram uh, marketing stores they want real women Mm -hmm. so that that is a great opportunity also I feel that you know, some brands are only focusing on younger people. And I want to maybe buy those clothes as well. Yeah, I can't really explain it. I, I've really learned to trust my intuition and to see red flags in situations and feeling when pers- people are not good for me, you know. 
So I just trusted on my intuition and that's how I'm rolling. <laughs> that's how you're going. So you mentioned that people had tried to or attempted or perhaps did shame you about really feeling connected and feeling and enjoying beauty and fashion, right? Can you tell us a little bit about what are some of the things that people perhaps said to you about that? And how did that impact you and keep you from really stepping into it back then during those times? I don't know if people really said anything, Mm -hmm. but it's more looks, right? I think in general, too, in the Netherlands, people are pretty stylish. And so when I moved to Canada, you know, when when I did uh, grocery shopping in a small village, I felt like a movie star. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that is a great feeling sometimes, but also... I felt too much in the beginning of living here. I I adapted different styles because I felt too much. And I've always liked to buy more expensive stuff. I mean, as young as I was, I would drive my mother nuts and pick the most expensive pair of sandals. (laughs) And, And that is in the beginning when I came here, I let that go because I felt people were looking me over, you know, but that's what we do in the Netherlands. You dress up for just going to the grocery stores, you know, you hop on your bicycle and you look nice even on Monday morning. (laughs) And I like that because, you know, dressing up makes me feel powerful, makes me feel confident. It adds to my inner beauty and That's how I feel about fashion. And of course, during COVID, I had many days with my black sweatpants and t-shirt and no makeup. And, you know, as things open up a little bit here, I just feel happy. I have a reason to put on makeup and feel good. So that shame is totally gone now. Mm. But uh, I felt it many times. And I also felt... You know, I have been to law school. I didn't finish it. I went in Amsterdam. And so I was, you know, surrounded by, I don't know, it just gave me the feeling, you know, clothes are not important, maybe, you know, fashion is not that important. You know, what is important about fashion? Mm -hmm. Okay. I wanted to bring up something that you mentioned and see if this feels accurate for you. Um, On a lot of the episodes that I record with like my friends, the topic almost always comes up about this idea of self-silencing, right? Like self-silencing or even self-shaming. And I say that because almost every single person, including in my own journey, right, is there are times when I silenced myself, I actually stopped myself from going forward or stepping into what I wanted to because of the perception I felt from other people, even if their mouth didn't actually say anything, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you mentioned the looks or, you know, they're this. And I have found like every one of my co-hosts have been like, yeah, well, I actually silenced myself because their words never came out of their mouth, right? Do you relate to that in some way? Yeah, I do. And I think I've had it in the Netherlands a little bit too, but uh, I think mostly in Canada, you know, I came to a new country and you're just desperate to make friends, right? And it wasn't in 2002, like a big online space where you could meet people all over the world, women, like-minded women. Mm-hmm. And so I was searching and that brought me some discomfort sometimes. So I, I felt a little bit too that in Canada, it was a little bit behind where I live with, uh, for example, equality between men and women. So in that way, I felt a little bit uh, silenced more by my environment. 
And also with people I hung out, you know, at some point I wanted to start my own business in 2013. I went to New York and became an image stylist. And it was my dream to become a fashion blogger, which I'm kind of doing that right now. So, but, but I quit after six months because why do you want a job? Like you have a nice house, you have a husband and kids. Why do you want a career? And I had bulimia at the time and I had bulimia because I wasn't fulfilled. I I didn't, I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't have the courage to step into my purpose and my own power and my own truth. So I felt definitely silenced and never by my own husband. Uh, He's pretty modern, Uh, but it was just when, when we came here and when I tried to adapt to the society here. Um, yeah, I, I felt that way. Wow. You know, and I want to acknowledge you, Yeti, for your willingness to mention about um, your journey with having uh, bulimia. And is that something that started for you when you arrived in Canada? Is it something that you journeyed with when you were in the Netherlands still? Can you tell a little little bit about um, your journey through bulimia for any of our listeners who may be at that place or perhaps have been along that journey? Yeah, it, it started actually when I was 18 and when I was in my high school final year. And so I was pressure and my dad said something that I would not succeed or something in that. So that was pretty sad. And another thing I realized lately is that one of my best friends, she moved to university to Amsterdam that year. So I felt abandoned, right? For the, for the maybe the third time or fourth time in my life. Uh, So that's, that's really what triggered the start of it. And it went on till I uh, was 40, but I have to say that it wasn't always present. I had off times when I emigrated uh, in that year, I became pretty skinny. I dieted. And then when I, then my body would become so hungry and my mind that I started a bulimia again. And that was really the stress of, you know, the selling, the buying, the packing, the stuff, the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So then it came back. Uh, I really started to become serious about healing when I was 37. Uh, my dad passed away then in the Netherlands and um, he had undiagnosed PTSD. And so he had a pretty sad life. And I didn't have a good relationship really with my dad, but I went to his funeral. Luckily, I was able to go. You know, he was a war veteran and I started to read about what he went through and stuff. And that really helped me start the healing process. Then I kind of was free for a little bit and it came back when I was 40. I was training for an Ironman and I had an Ironman, a triathlon coach that had me on a starvation diet and you know I wanted to do it perfect uh, all these rules and and then I slipped back into bulimia and two weeks before my race that was my last um, episode ever that was September 2012 Mm -hmm. Um, that was my last bulimic episode and then I struggled a little bit with binge eating for a while And uh, now I've found balance. But when you had an eating disorder, you always have to be aware about it. I have to make sure that I'm eating the foods that I love. You know, I I need ice cream sometimes. I need uh, lots of chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to eat healthy. You know, it's all about balance. And I need to be aware. And I have to admit that at the beginning of COVID, I had... I had a couple of binge, uh, you know, like days that I was like, you know, the uncertainty again. And I think the linking to, you know, to some past events, but it's all good now. (laughs) 
it's just about awareness and it's always something I will have to watch. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that and you said it was September 2012 when you had your last episode with bulimia. Was there something during that time that like alerted you to, to be able to kind of stop? Um, or was it just something that was internal for you that just kind of realized that I have to kind of bring in a head to this? Yeah, I think it was internal. It it was really during a bike ride and I was so exhausted, you know, it was a long bike ride and and I went home. I didn't finish the bike ride and I so I was upset with myself and I I I I binged, I purged, and that kind of went on for the previous the the sum during the summer. So this was September 2012 and I decided, you know, I'm going to confide in my coach and I'm going, going to tell him. And I think uh, even though he was kind of the reason that it kind of triggered to go back into an eating disorder. And I think that for me was enough to really wanting to stop. Like, it was really like, I don't want to do this anymore. It, I just had enough with it. And my husband knew of it also since my twenties I, I could tell him, but I mean, he's not a therapist. He could never help me, mm-hmm. you know, but, but, but telling my coach at the time, I think that was, and I was just so done with it. I just felt like exhausted and like, yeah, this is not how I want to move through life anymore. Yes. 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 You know, I think that, you know, to me, that's very powerful um, because when we journey with our experiences, right? Um, Especially ones that we journey with over a significant period of time or when we're journeying with with something in our life and it kind of comes and goes and comes and goes. I always see so much power in the internal kind of guide for yourself that kind of says, you know, enough now, you know what I mean? Um, that internal God that kind of wants to like actually learn to heal together. You know, I always find so much power in that because I think that it's really easy for us as a culture to dismiss or minimize the importance of just that internal knowing, that intuitive knowing. Like we always get so fixated on some terrible thing happened like I was riding the bike and I tumbled down the hill and broke my jaw and that made me realize right and when we often want to hear some type of physical thing that brought it to a halt but there is power and sexiness to me and when it's an internal trigger right that happens that kind of just says you know what yeti it's it's enough now right like, I would love to see just as a culture, us really embrace more of that, because I think if we did, people would heal on their journeys a lot um, more effectively, right, Then rather than waiting for some terrible, awful thing to happen before that recognition actually kicks in, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I love that you shared that. And so when we talk about a little bit, um, when we're doing our intake, you mentioned being silenced like by family. Um, what are some experiences that you have feeling uh, silenced by what some circumstances in your family or even in just where you're from? Yeah, it, it was mostly, I feel, um, within my family, I had old parents, so I was the fifth child, and my parents had me at 44 and 46, so I had a brother that was 20, so that's a whole different culture there, you know, and my dad was born in 1925, the parents went through World War II, so that's a whole, whole different world, right, that I got into that, and so I was this outgoing fun little girl and I believe I recently was like hey you know I got into my family to 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 give light and happiness and fun because it was sort of a heavy family with a dad with PTSD Uh my mother had some trauma too 
they had a difficult life and they felt that life was difficult. And there I came, this open, happy girl that picked my people, right? Then I started to pick friends. And then I noticed that it wasn't always appreciated in my family or by some members, I should say. And so it was thought sometimes that I was a different person with my friends and that I was myself at home. And that was not the case. I became a people pleaser big time. I morphed into all these personalities to, to be liked. But here I am at 48 and I still have that girlfriend from yeah. when I was five. Yeah. We talked last week and she's actually going to live in Canada next year for three yeah. months with her family. So, you know, I felt that I was being silenced, you know, I was, uh, I was not allowed to be myself. And lucky enough, I found myself now. And, you know, it's not always easy, because sometimes I keep on telling those stories, you know, to myself, or especially two years ago, when I started my business, you know, like things like, who does she think she is, right? By going on video and, yeah, you know, those were the things I felt at home. And so it was just safer to not be really seen, right? And to be, to be crazy outside the home, mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah. be a rebel outside the home. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> a rebel, I'm, I still am a rebel. Uh, I never fit it in, really, you know. And that's something I, I have become to embrace too. Yes. I'm happy I don't fit yeah. in. And I tell my kids too, you know, don't worry about the popular people. Because it doesn't matter, you know, when you're 40, you have a total different look. And you'll probably be the person that is living, living a good life. Absolutely. And, you and know, that, that is my experience. And it's funny because I, I've had, um, I think, one of my uh, conversations with friend episodes, I think it was with my friend Janae, and we were talking about this idea of being silent, um, like in the home, essentially. Um, and I can relate to that. And mine, I, I laughed because it was a little opposite in terms of how they say, like, so for example, I was kind of told that I was being the real me at home and I was putting on and being too much outside of the home. So it was kind of an opposite thing, but you know, it's like, I felt like I was three or four different people, like, because (laughs) I felt less like myself at home, right? When Mm -hmm. I was able to be out with people I had chosen to connect with, or when I was able to be out with people who weren't judging me based on the things that they knew, I thrived, right? I felt it was such a different experience. And at home, I just was not that, you know, because I'm different than a lot of other people, especially in my family where we grew up from, you know, I grew up to be a people pleaser and people pleasing was a very challenging thing that kept me conforming. Um, and you know, when I really wanted to soar, right, it kind of kept me, um, a little bit too with mediocre expectations. Like that was the accepted norm because being anything different was weird or, you know, or you're not being real or you're being someone else or you're being too much or, you know, too, whatever it is. And so when you said that, I was kind of like chuckling and nodding my head, not because at your experience, but just thinking about how I can imagine so many of our listeners like nodding their head, like, mm-hmm, yep, yep, right. Just because of, you know, being able to relate to feeling like we were silent, we were put into a box of what was acceptable um, or who we had to be, you know. And then when you finally get to a point in your life where you're like, I love who I am now, right? I wish I had been able to love and appreciate that person back then. But you get to a point where you're just like, what matters is how I feel about myself, you know, not the way my family thinks about me or other people outside of my inner circle think about me. You do get to that point 
but it's challenging and, it, and I, I feel like a lot of chaos um, gets caused along the way and a lot of heartache too. Um, when you feel like you constantly have to be different people depending on the circumstances that you find yourself in, you know, and it's exhausting to be quite honest. Yeah. You know, I I think still certain people will think like, oh, why does she have to be, well, like right now on a podcast, you know, (laughs) why does she want to tell her story? Why can't she just do her homework, right? And uh, still, I feel that stories when my husband totally supports me. And I mean, I have supported him with, you know, raising the kids. And and now for me, it's just time to travel for my business too, right? Once this is all over, I want to go away once a month and, and, do, and go to the U.S. too and, and do speaking gigs and modeling and whatever comes on my path and my husband is okay with it and sometimes I ask him like well yeah I, are you sure and can I say this and he's like yeah I don't care that's nothing now that's awesome because that's something that often keeps especially women that keeps them with the self-silencing is because they aren't sure if something is okay to share, like in a public form, you know? Um, You know, that's why I chuckled when I started this podcast. um, And well, even before I started the podcast, I knew I wanted to do this like years ago. And I knew the name back then. I was like, it's going to be called She Will Not Be Silenced, right? Which I got a real big kick out of because Mm -hmm. I built most of my, most of my life, I felt silenced, right? And I was the one, I'm like, you, like, what are people going to be like, why does she have a podcast? And why does she need to do this? And why does she need to, right? It was a lot of that, you know? And so I got a kick out of it. And I knew that that was the perfect name for it because it was like an inside joke to myself, right? You know, about, you know, how, and so like, it was just always, I'm like, she's not going to be silenced, right? She will not, like, she's going to talk about this. Or I'll be like, what is my mom going to say if she hears me? Like, it's still like, you know, still go through it, you know, and it, but it, it's kind of like an inside joke on that because sometimes you're just not sure what it's okay, you know, to say. And I always tell people the tough part about telling our stories is when those stories become someone else's stories to tell. And we talked about that a little bit on our prior conversation you know, is that sometimes the bridge walking between speaking up what's true for us and not imposing or infringing on someone else's right to privacy and discernment about the experience. It's a really interesting, you know, bridge, I think, to walk. I love that your husband's like, I don't care, tell whatever. Like, that's really, that's very empowering. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's totally my opposite. And uh, yeah, I've been just very lucky with him. I'm we've been married 23 years. And and not everything is always perfect, too, right? Marriages work, too, you know, but he's really open minded and really easygoing. And he is not fitting in at all. (laughs) So, (laughs) so he is good, you know, and I want to talk about things that are controversial, not because they're controversial, but because I want to talk about it. And, you know, that's what I, as much as I love Instagram, you know, there have been times that I felt that I started to feel depressed because you see these perfect models, you know, living perfect lives, always happy, And, uh, you know, you tell yourself, yeah, why is my life not like that? And why don't I look like that? And I mean, I'm happy with how I look, Mm -hmm. but you know, it, it, and now I, what I love about social media is becoming more real. I mean, they're becoming more people that are real and I want to talk about real, real things, you know, and I'm lucky that my husband supports me in that. And I don't have to ask him permission. That's literally what he says. Yeah, you don't have to. Uh, and then I'm like, well, maybe some other farmers, because he's, you know, in a farm world, they will 
look at you and think, oh, wow, they're weird. And he's like, yeah, well, I don't care. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm weird. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm lucky. I'm lucky with that. But, but, you know, I tell, still tell that story sometimes, you know, and, and still sometimes it's hard with people pleasing. Um, I'm not people pleasing anymore, but I am sometimes you know, worried about, oh, what if I get a bad comment or, you know, like, mm -hmm. and that will have to happen. Yeah. And I need to harden around that and not be attached to that, you know, it's, mm -hmm. but it's, it just takes work and time to, to yeah. get totally rid of it. Definitely. You know, and I would say, I personally wouldn't say that you're lucky. I think that you, you know, you attracted the type of partnership that that would work well for you you know what I yeah. mean right I'm pretty sure you've put in the work you've done you know the work in the marriage for it to be at a place where he's like you know I don't care you know don't silence yourself be who you are I don't think it's lucky I think you did the work and you're able to really embrace and step into and have you know that type of discernment in your partnership and I think that's awesome you know, so yeah. don't minimize it because like, no. it's, you know. Yeah. And, and my husband's always has always said like, happy wife, happy life, <laughs> you know, um, yes. because when I had friends, <laughs> I still have friends, but, you know, sometimes you lose people mm -hmm. along the way. And uh, some people sometimes said, oh, your husband is so easygoing. He lets you do that. He lets you go alone to Amsterdam, <laughs> you know. I'm like nobody owns me, yeah. like. Mm -hmm. But yeah. uh, he also has, you know. I moved with him. It was his childhood dream to move to Canada, and farm. And so he feels also like I need to have a life, right? I need to be happy. So yeah, I'm really, really ready for that independence now. Yeah. You know, when my boys are grown up, and I'm. You know, I'm married, but I'm independent too, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, certainly. Not owned. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that, you know, when you do your speaking or you're engaging, you want to be able to talk freely about topics, even if they're controversial or unpopular, you know, or such. What's something that you really enjoy talking about that people may or may not know? Well, I've, yeah, I've talked a lot about my eating disorder. I've talked a lot about my childhood issues, trauma that I had. And seriously, I like to talk about everything that mm -hmm. uh, this week I talked about Botox that, you know, you should, you should do whatever you feel like doing, you know, and because everybody denies it. <laughs> And, uh, and I don't, I don't understand why, um, you know, I do Botox and I love it <laughs> and I decided to write about it and I don't see it a lot and I hear a lot of denial about it too. And, and I'm okay with it if you want to do it or if you don't want to do it, but let's respect each other. You know, like we're all human beings, no matter you know, what color you are, what size you are, if you're gay or transgender, whatever, we're all human beings. And I think you should respect each other. And you are entitled yourself to do what you want to do with your body and your life, you know. So, uh, but I mean, everybody can have different opinions about it. So that's what I talked about. Um, yeah. So, and, and so Did you get like a range of people like what type of comments or feedback did you get on like that post actually well I I was a little bit nervous about it you know it's that what I mentioned before that people pleasing part and I was not worried but I was like oh, I'm gonna get like some I'm gonna get some judgment and no it all positive I even uh, I posted it on Facebook too. At first I was like, no, I'm not going to post it on Facebook, <laughs> only on Instagram. And then I posted it on Facebook and most women were like, yes, like, you know, like, oh, or, or, or some were like, oh my gosh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> 
yes, I was surprised. I was like, hmm, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> yeah, that's something that, you know, I always find interesting is when, you know, you post something and you just automatically assume that you're going to get the worst of the worst sometimes commenting. And people are like, I'm so glad you spoke about that because you're like, what was I talking about? Right? Like, so it's just like, there's that thing where you, it's like a nat, you naturally go to what the worst case scenario is going to be as opposed to thinking people are going to embrace this. Like, it's so odd that we do that. I mean, I know why, because unfortunately, society has conditioned that so much into what is normal that everyone has an opinion everyone feels entitled to spew their opinions without considering being responsible respectful you know and all of those things like I always say you know most people don't agree a lot with like I talk about that being like because I do identify as Christian right and the the negative stereotypes that have come with being a Christian are like all over the place, right? And it's like, but a lot of Christians don't view things the same way that I do, right? There's, you know, it's, it's across the spectrum. There'll be things like I'm very open and accepting of people. I think we can be respectful. You know, like there isn't that judgment that often is associated with it, right? Um, but I was saying that to say, people are always going to view things differently, even when they have similar viewpoints about things. But we naturally always go with the worst case scenario, which sometimes keeps us from even mentioning it when people really want to see what we feel. Yeah, that's literally what what happened yesterday was literally (laughs) like, oh, thank goodness you're, you're talking about this, you know? that and that was like okay you know and and I wanted to talk about it and you know sometimes you have something that what you mentioned that you post something and you think oh I can't oh you start to doubt yourself right because you're afraid of the judgment and I just want to learn to be totally free of that I mean how amazing is the world then right if you can totally let go of all yeah. that and and yeah. I know that I will I will get there mm-hmm. I will get there with ups and because I think that honestly I I feel for people who listen to this podcast in particular I think that is the one probably one of the few like common things that every one of us has in common is really wanted to be to that place where it's less and less of a concern what other people's opinions, thoughts, perspectives are, you know, because I was talking to my husband the other day and I was laughing, you know, I chuckle a lot about stuff because, you know, you have the mental talk in your head. And I was like, man, just, I looked at myself from like today, from like two years ago or three years ago. And I'm like, what was I worried about? Like back then I was like, I was, I was very much more guarded. I was worried about saying the wrong things and all these other things and now I'm just like I have something to say and I don't care what you know and so it's kind of funny because like you look at it's like it's a journey and I feel like the more we do it the more we have these types of spaces to be able to freely talk about things and you know what yeah. I mean know that you're not going to be bashed I feel yeah. like the more we do it the uh, much longer the impact will be Right, because I've found when I've continually spoken up about things, I continue to do it. But when I only did it sporadically, those thoughts would creep back in. Oh my gosh, what is somebody going to do? Like you know what I mean? And so it's like really, I think doing it on a more continual basis and bringing people into the conversations and realize that you will never please everyone, ever, never, ever. There is not one person on this planet that everyone likes, not one. And it could be because of your race. It could be because of how you look. It's so many things, not one person, right? And so I think we have to remember that, you know, and who we are. Like, you will never, ever, ever change everyone, you know, but you talk to the people who will resonate what it is you have to say. And I think the more we do that, you know, it's just like you get more comfortable 
pushing certain boundaries of what you're saying. You know what I mean? And each time you just do it in a way that feels right for you. Because I still sometimes, there's a lot of things I don't say, but I realize that some of it is not because of judgment, because I feel like it's my story. I feel like it's my privacy. There's so mm-hmm. many other factors that some, so there's some things that I don't feel like Facebook needs to know, right? There's yeah. certain, so sometimes I used to always think it was, because I was worried about judgment. And some of them was like, well, no, it's just like, this is sacred to me and I don't feel the need that everyone knows it, you know? And so sometimes I think it's that too, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so I totally know what you mean about getting to that place, you know? But I think that as we do it more, as we yeah. speak about the unspoken more, I think it's gonna become so much more like natural, you know, to do it. And yeah. look at where we are now, just from a few years back or, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's really awesome when you think about that, like along your own journeys, you know? Yes. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you have to stop and look back and, and just realize how far you've come, right? Yes, 100%. Yeah, I agree with that, you know, because I'm like, what did I say now? Or sometimes like, you know how Facebook has those memories that pop up? And yeah. I anybody who, who follows me on Facebook, you know, I don't post very often at all. So when I am on there and I see like the memories pop up, I'm like, I said, I love it, but I love that I said it, but I couldn't believe that I said that, right? Because the old me would not have ever said it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I I get really excited because I'm like, what? I don't remember it. You know, it was probably one of those things like just say it, press enter and like get off the computer. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to log off so I don't delete it. It was probably one of those. Um, but when I look back, I'm like, wow, I actually said it. So, you know, it's, it's kind of fun seeing, you know, mm-hmm. you know, our yeah. progress as we kind of move along. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. yeah. no, it is. <laughs> so Yeti, what is it that you would like, um, for people to know about you in terms of your moving forward in life and who you're really desiring to embody and embrace and just what you're wanting to own in your life that you may not have shared with us so far yeah you know I just I just want to live my dream life you know and I don't want to be silenced for it Uh, people are free to judge me Mm -hmm. you know I'm not taking from anybody else and uh I just I just want to live this life to the fullest and I would love for other women to feel and resonate with me whatever that is that can be be being a teacher or a nurse it can be having your own business it can yeah. be but do you know I, I hope for other women to find um to find their light, their shine or sparkle and show it to the world and and know that everyone is unique. And uh, I want to embrace my uniqueness and have fun and be excited about my life, you know, and and really live life and be awake. Yeah, that's what I'm um, showing on my Instagram account. I also have a LinkedIn account, by the way, and um, I still have a website too, but that's kind of going down and is being rebuilt totally because wellness coaching is different than what I do now. But uh, I'm just totally stepping into my dreams and I have big dreams and I just want everybody to know that it's not too big. Nothing is too big you know, and you can totally own it. And and nobody has the right to, to silence you and to stop you. And that's really what I want to bring in to the world. And also that, you know, I embrace my past, you know, because here I am today, you know, because of my childhood trauma and that with PTSD and bulimia and Lyme disease, I am the woman I am today and I'm doing the things I'm doing now because of that, you know, it, um, and, and I used to feel a victim and I used to feel that life happened to me 
in or I don't know if I say that right, but now I feel like life is happening for me. Yes, yes. And so, um, so yeah, and, and one day I hope to write a book too. But I mean, I, I can't step into too many things. <laughs> it's gonna have to, it's gonna unfold so naturally. Um, because yeah. the beautiful thing about kind of reinvigorating your brand um, around Yeti is that it can accommodate whatever it is you decide to do, right? That's yeah. the beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah. Is that container is you. So yeah. anything you decide to do, anyone yeah. you decide to become, that container is yeah. able to hold that and to grow yeah. with that. And like, that's the beauty of doing that. Yeah. 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 So that'll, be, that'll be exciting. So Yeti, on our final question, what's well, kind of a two-part question. The first one is, where can people find you um, online if they want to connect with you and follow you? And who would really be best to perhaps follow you and connect with you online? Yeah, well, I, I, I want everybody that resonates with me to connect with me. And I love to connect with, um, with anybody, too, that feels me. Yeah. We, we will probably connect. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, True Yeti on Instagram. So T-R-U-J-E-T-T-Y. That is my... Uh, that's my Instagram handle. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm crazy about Instagram. I love it. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. So I would love for you to connect, uh, to connect with me yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Great. And then for anyone who can't um, like write it down or Instagram at the minute, you know, because sometimes we're podcasting, we're listening while driving and all of that. When you go to the episode um, webpage at keishashields.com slash podcast, you'll see Yeti's conversation and her link will be there um, so that you can follow up along with her and connect with her. Um, so don't worry if you didn't remember that, it'll be there for you. You can click on it and follow. And I wanted to say, Yeti, thank you so much for joining me, for reaching out and connecting and for being a guest um, here on She Will Not Be Silenced. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for... Um for letting me on your show I really enjoyed it and I always love connecting with like-minded women uh, you know and we should not put each other down we have to support each other and empower each other and it just feels so good to be with like-minded women so yes, it was absolutely absolutely so for those of you all listening um, feel free to let us know what you think um, about our episode. If you can relate to anything, you can let us know. Um, when you go to the podcast page, you'll be able to share your thoughts and comments or if you have questions for Yeti. Um, and so I will catch you all on the next episode. Ta-ta! Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to be notified of our next episode because you won't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to this episode of She Will Not Be Silenced with Keisha Shields. If you are an executive or highly driven leader ready to amplify your wealth, legacy, and your voice on your terms and overcome the impact of feeling silenced, visit KeishaShields.com slash hire to work with me one-to-one -one or to find more information on how to bring me into your company or organization to help support your women leaders.